0: Hello, possums. This is Russell I am Damien Gibson. Uh, I think that was Dame Edna that I was attempting to do. And this is NXT, or the NXT review for the 1st of July 2020, or as it will always be known in history, The Great American Bash 2020 Part 1. Really rolls off the tongue, doesn't it? Let's get into it. I have just had I was going to record. Um, let me tell you about me, guys. I was going to record uh, oh, an hour and a half ago. I had just finished work, and I was like, you know, I was just in that mode where I'm like, yeah, and no, I'll record the podcast. And and um, I, <laughs> I recorded the intro, and just I bored myself. I was so tired. I needed food. I needed food. So I went off and and I did that thing where I ordered takeaway oh man now i'm gonna pass out just from a food coma so let's try and get through <laughs> the great american bash about one as quickly as we can um for your sake and mine because you don't want to hear me vomit on the podcast which i probably could cut out but knowing me i would probably just leave it in we started off with a four a fatal a way a fatal four-way um between Tegan Knox, Dakota Kai, Mia Yim, and Candice LeRae, uh, to determine the number one contendership for in the um, the women's division. This match was weird. Everyone in this match can wrestle and wrestle well, but this felt like it. Th- there was a good like two three minute section uh, where. Yim and Tegan Knox were were going head to head after Candice LeRae had been eliminated, and it just—I don't know—it it felt slow. It felt like they were missing spots. Like it just felt like no one was on the same page here. Um, eventually, Mia Yim was eliminated, and it came down to Dakota Kai and uh tegan Knox. and then the match really picked up again but it just i still it just still felt lackluster to me you know like the wind had really been taken out of the sails of this ship and uh to use a really bad metaphor and um yeah i wanted to like this because uh anyone who's listened to the podcast uh previously and um there's more and more of you all the time so thank you, you little weirdos I really like Dakota Kai and I quite like Tegan Knox as well and both of them have a huge amount of upside. There was a bit of a shame for me that this was a bit meh. And Tegan Knox got the win which was surprising Um, because all of the storytelling so far has very much been Dakota Kai coming after Io Shirai for the Women's Championship. Maybe they want to put Dakota Kai on hold until they can get a takeover. Uh, WWE still seem to be thinking that they they're going to have um, crowds back in a month or two. Uh, so, um, so maybe they're holding off for that. But um, yeah, I mean, good good for Tegan Knox. I like her. Uh, Tegan Knox and Io Shirai will have a great match. Um, So it's not a bad thing, but I just kind of felt like Dakota Kai had, in the no audience era, had really done a very good job of getting herself over um, as a heel and um, kind of deserved a shot. But if they're putting her on ice to give her a bigger and better shot, cool. Uh, Which I feel like that's probably what's happening here. Seeing I'm on my own, I'll give it a grade. uh, 6.5 out of 10. It wasn't bad, um, but not as good as my expectations were for it. And I've got to say, for part one of both of the special event pay-per-view shows this week, uh, both of them struggled to live up to my expectations, so being AEW and, and NXT. Not bad by any necess- you know, means, but yeah, not great. <laughs> um, next up, we had Timothy Thatcher uh, against Wani Larkin This this is going to give me a lot of heat with probably everyone who's listening to this. But um, this kind of MMA, sort of traditional amateur wrestling, mat wrestling in 2020, I'm not into it. And it seems to have changed since the 80s when you have people like Bret Hart, for example, who would do a lot of technical wrestling and I'd be really into it. This is a lot of like, I don't know, almost dislocating guys' shoulders and biting fingers. And yeah, I don't know when when, something has happened with me and Timothy Thatcher, where I just, I don't like him. I don't like him as a character. I don't like his wrestling style. I know a lot of people really like him. A lot of people whose opinions I really like, really like him he's just one of those guys that doesn't I don't know just just doesn't do it for me I just felt this way throughout this whole match I know a lot of people would watch it and go fantastic but I just wasn't really into it Timothy Thatcher got the win um which progresses this kind of you know he beat you know we have we had the story of him being the tag team partner of matt riddle he beat matt riddle in the fight pit which was was a great match admittedly and then they've sort of pulled him off air timothy thatcher that is to build him up even more as this kind of like submission machine and um i don't know it's just not it's just not doing it for me and the, the sort of 80s throwback of like uh, you know the no nonsense un- no nonsense undies and black boots and that, that would usually do it for me but I just I'll give this I'll give this a seven out of 10 because intellectually I know it was a good match um but I'm just not invested in the characters and for me if the characters aren't you know reeling me in then what's the point?
1: Next up, oh
0: God, next up we had Rhea Ripley uh, versus the Liar and Robert Stone. I was a big proponent of this Robert Stone angle uh, at the beginning, and I'm. I don't hate it. Uh, I hate Rhea Ripley being involved in this. She, six months ago, she was the most dominant force in women's wrestling on earth in any promotion. And um I know this is part of is part of a training to get her involved in comedy matches and 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 skits and but she just it doesn't fit. I was gonna say you've never done that with The Undertaker, but then I I'm sure I'm wrong over thirty years I'm sure he's done some sort of ha ha programmes at some point, but anyway, Rhea Uh, Ended up submitting both of these guys at the same time. I will say this. Robert Stone is jacked. Uh, (laughs) Much more ripped than I thought he would be. Um, I think Elias got some upside. Uh, I can definitely see something in her that uh, makes me think, yeah, you could be a real shit-eating heel that people would love to hate. I think she'll be the type of competitor that will really benefit from crowds coming back when they do come back, and it won't be in a month's time. Next up, we have my favourite thing of the night. Everyone on Earth seems to be hating on Dexter Loomis, except for myself, Um, critically at least. All of us who have these sort of things, these podcasts and websites, all seem to hate Dexter Loomis. He seems to be... Smarks don't like him. Uh, So I don't know if that means that I'm not a smark, but I do like him, and I've really enjoyed this Dexter Loomis and uh, Undisputed Era, but in particular, Roderick Strong... Storyline, and I love a strap match. You know, this doesn't happen anywhere near enough. There, there are so many different stipulations that can happen to a match, happen to a match, happen <laughs> that can be used uh, within a match. And I just feel like it doesn't get done. But this was great. You know, like, uh, Roger Strong is terrified of Dexter Loomis, so you know, strap him to him, so he has to fight him. It's great. You know, there was uh, run-ins from Bobby Fish trying to help um Roderick Strong, but um he ended up getting beaten by Dexter Loomis. And I don't know if this'll be the end of this. It kind of feels like it would have to be. But I don't know, if they do more Roderick Strong Dexter Loomis, I could I could really be into that. Uh the, I'll give I'll give the I forgot to give a score to the um Rhea Ripley thing. Let's just give it a five out of ten. Uh this Dexter Loomis, Roderick Strong I liked 8 out of 10. More Dexter Lumis, more Roderick Strong. Yeah, no storyline continued here, so we'll see what happens with both of those guys. Then in between this and the last match, we had a whole bunch of um, promos, really. We had uh, Damian Priest's promo. We had a uh, Cameron Grimes promo continuing their storyline on. Uh, we had a sort of patented WWE video package uh, about Keith Lee and Adam Cole, which those are always fantastic when WWE does those. And there was a um, Karrion Cross promo as well. So all of those storylines that have been bubbling away uh, continued to be boiled, um, heated up. Uh, and then we got to Sasha Banks versus uh, Io Shirai in what was being billed as a dream match. Uh, and I suppose for a lot of people, it would have been a, a dream match. The actual match itself was fine, but I do kind of want to talk about the booking. So for the fourth week out of five, we've had a huge main event on NXT advertised, shoved down our throats, only to get a schmoz finish. Now, if this is a dream match, and I don't care if it's a schmoz finish for the, for the face or the heel, I just don't want them. Like, if this is a dream match and you're giving fans what they want, can't you just let one of them win clean? Wouldn't that make sense? <laughs> Surely. Like, and the other thing as well is that neither of these guys are on the same brand. So if someone does win, it doesn't really hurt the other person anyway. Because if you only watch SmackDown or Raw, you don't know that Io has beaten Sasha Banks. Clean, you know. <laughs> but if you watch NXT, you do. And so, you know, it's it was kind of cool that Oscar came down and ran interference to allow Yoshira essentially to get the win. Um, but I just all of this, like, um, you know, I know Bailey was always going to be there because she's Sasha's BFF or whatever. But all you had to do is just write one line of Sasha going, "I'm going to NXT on my own because I want to show people that I am the boss." Or, you know, I want to show people the reason why they call me the boss. No, we didn't get, we had to have, it's just that sort of, you know, wrestling promoters do this quite a bit um, when less could be more and they just stack everything in there. And especially, I feel like these rating, ratings wars stories that are all over, you know, dirt sheets are really starting to get to both companies booking because they're, they're worrying more about what's happening Across the road than actually concentrating on their own show, and um, this goes for for both, but probably more for NXT than for for AW. But even if we just get rid of the Wednesday night war narrative, uh, narrative, you got to give us a finish. You've got to, you, you like you have to give us a main event that finishes properly. Uh, and like I know the the. Um, The line coming out of WWE and WWE fans would be, oh, well, you've got to protect Sasha. You can't just have her lose. To You know, I mean, she's on a... But if all the brands are equal, and there's no such thing as going up to the big leagues anymore, then why do you have to protect Sasha? Io Shirai's the champion. Let her win clean. The match itself was great, but I was really taken out of it by Oscar appearing. Yeah, Io Shirai wins, but Oscar's in there doing her little dances and stuff, but it felt like it was just as much as a thing of, like, remember, you can see Oscar every Monday night live on Raw. It just... The thing that's going to get people to come and watch your wrestling show, good wrestling and good stories, and people want to see winners and losers. They want to see continuing storylines. And, yes, I know all of this could be turned into storylines. Oscar versus Sasha... Uh, all this kind of stuff, but then again, it's more about storytelling on the other two brands than it is on NXT. And it felt to me very much like Vince's fingerprints were all over this. It feels like—I mean, this is this—this feels like the second time that in you know a matter of months that a main roster woman has been sort of sent down to NXT. And I know, look, I know it happens a lot. Maybe I'm overreacting, but. I really like Io Shirai. I think she's a great champion. I think this match showed that like not only is she uh, a great female wrestler, a great NXT wrestler, she's one of the best wrestlers going around on planet Earth. And uh you know, NXT need to promote that. And uh, yeah, okay she won, but I don't know. You know, winning in a schmoll's finish because her best mate who's the the real champion coming down and helping her out it just felt lame (laughs) like so you know all up i'll give this a seven i would have if the schmoz finish hadn't finished whoever won i probably would have been close to a nine because the the wrestling itself was really good but just storyline wise this it feels like it's hedged its bets you know it's just as much about raw and smackdown as it is about nxt and not in a cool way not in the way where you'd be like because is this storyline going to continue on between Shirai and sasha Probably not. Are we all of a sudden going to get ESHRI on Raw for them to have a tag team match that means nothing? Like, uh, no. But even if you did, would you really want to see that when you know in two weeks' time that storyline will be dead? I don't think so. I think NXT fans deserve better than that. And hopefully we'll get that next week. There's some... The Keith Lee, they did a very, very good job of... Reminding you uh, that Keith Lee versus Adam Cole's happening next week. And um, they're very, very good at hype down at old uh, the old WWE. Um, not that the hype isn't warranted. It 100% is. But they are very good at making you, at the end of every show that you watch, with this going, oh, I'm looking forward to next week. Um, yeah, so I suppose the big takeouts of this was uh, Tegan Knox is getting a push which I'm happy with. That's cool. we prefer it to be Dakota Kai, if I'm being honest. But, um, you know, Tegan Knox, cool. And Dexter Loomis is something. I know people don't seem to get it or like him. But, yeah, I want to see more of it. I'm, I'm really I'm really down. You know, so, overall, um, <laughs> I think my expectations were pretty high because they had told me it was going to be pay-per-view quality. And it didn't feel like that. So, I'll give this a 6.5 out of 10. Cool. I think I can pretty much leave you guys there. Uh, if you are listening, th- listening to this for the first time, uh, you can follow us on the socials. We are at WrestleWolf on Facebook and we are at Pod on Instagram and Twitter. You can uh, get in contact with us or uh, see what's happening in the world of wrestling at uh, WrestleWolf.com. Um, and then you can find the podcast on spotify apple podcasts um or wherever you have already downloaded the podcast because you're listening to it all right guys i'm going to leave you there stay safe we'll talk to you next week about aw dynamite well actually just before i go i'm looking to start doing some new japan stuff as well so you can look forward to that but anyway until that happens i'll speak to you guys soon stay safe